This is Blake Lindsay, and as always, I'm pleased to welcome you to the Inspire Podcast. Hey, today we will be doing something a little bit different. We will be listening to and learning from one of Zig's associates, Brian Flanagan. Brian and Zig conducted a great sales course together, and Brian taught about different styles of behavior. It is important for you to know how you tend to behave in a sales situation and to recognize how your prospect behaves. If you give information to a person in a way they like to receive, they are much more open to hearing what you have to say. Let's listen in as Brian Flanagan teaches the class. One style is not the best style. Understanding your style and understanding when you work with others what style they are adds impact. And let me tell you something. If you want to separate yourself from competition, keep your hand on the pulse of your prospect. Know your prospect. The problem is that we're selling to everybody like we want to be sold unto, and sometimes we get in trouble doing that. So any of the styles can be good salespeople. You would just do it your way. That's great. Celebrate that. What we want to do in this module is to get in and understand each of the styles. The reason is that every time that you work with somebody, you're on a team with them. Whether it's a formal team, a, in a sales relationship team, but you've got to have teamwork on each of your teams. Number one aspect of team. Each team that you work on has to be productive. Second aspect, each team that you work on has to have a level of cooperation and harmony. If you have all productivity and no cooperation, you have people faxing their resumes on your fax machine. If you have all cooperation and no productivity, you've got a country club, you're going out of business. There's an element on each team where we need some personal satisfaction as well as professional satisfaction. Zig mentioned earlier the five reasons people don't buy from you. No trust. This is huge. I don't care how good your products are, your pricing, your advertising. If you and I meet for the first time in my office or your office, and I don't bond with you, I don't trust you, I'm not going to buy from you. Therefore, I'm hoping one of the side benefits of what we're talking here is to allow you to understand how to give people information in a way they want to receive the information. And that's kind of where we're headed. What we're going to do, we're going to talk about each style. Even though you're not this style, you need to learn about this style. If you'll turn in your workbook where it says reading people differently, we're going to spend some time on this page understanding each of the styles. Let's take a look at the dominance. These are the high dominance, high Ds. These people are direct, competitive, and confident. They're doers. They're drivers. They're demanding. They're results-oriented. Who are some famous Americans, presidents or generals that you know that fit that description? George Patton, Schwarzkopf, any New York City cab driver. Cut to the chase, get the job done. Margaret Thatcher, Scarlett O'Hara, people that take direct action to get results. These people don't have ulcers, but they are carriers. <laughs> These are the people that want to watch 60 minutes and half an hour. And therefore, if you go out and meet this person and you tell him or her about your slow pitch softball team, I don't think you're building trust. You're slowing them down. You have to understand people as people, not as units of production. These are the people when you go make a sales call, they have signs in their, their walls or on their desk that say things like, firings will continue until morale improves. 
These people cut to the chase, get the job done. Let's take a look at the upper right hand. Now these people are the people people. They're friendly. They're outgoing. They're emotional. They wear their feelings on their sleeves. They are people-oriented. If you want to use some other I words, they're interactive. They're impulsive. They're also talkers. They're expressives. They approach every subject with an open mouth. <laughs> when Bob Hope turned 90, one of the reporters said, Bob, you just had celebrated your 90th birthday. Why don't you retire and go fishing? And Bob Hope said, fish don't applaud. <laughs> These are the Magic Johnsons of the world, the Muhammad Ali's of the world, the Oprah's of the world that like to talk. They, they're expressive. When Sally Field won the Academy Award the second time for Places in the Heart, she held up her Academy Award and she said, you like me, you really like me. These are the people who are energized by being around other people. Some of the styles in the audience today are not energized by being around other people. Some of you are depleted with your energy by being around these people that are hyper and up and all the time. That's okay. These people are people-oriented. I coached a lot of baseball and softball teams when my children were growing up. Had one little team, boys team, for five years. Loved these kids. Took them through t-ball and coaches pitch. Had a boy named Matthew. Matthew's daddy's an insurance agent in North Dallas. Matthew's mother's more quiet and reserved. When his little boy went up to his mother and said, Mom, I've got a question. She said, Honey, why don't you ask your daddy? He said, Mom, I, I don't want to know that much about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are the people when you call on can give you great references because these are the people that have the largest Rolodex in the, in the office. And they, they're the unofficial mayors of their communities. They join things. They like to be around other people. And they network. They make great references for you. These are what we call the high eyes, the impulsive people. Let's take a look at the, the lower S, the lower right. Let's take a look at the lower right, the steadiness, sincere, loyal, best listeners. They are cooperation and harmony oriented. If you want to add additional S words in the lower right, these people are safety, security, stable, and supportive. Safety, security, stable, and supportive. To me, this is my mother-in-law. A saint. The lady is a saint. She's just a rock. She's supportive of her children. She's supportive of the community. This is Mr. Rogers on PBS. This is Billy Graham. This is Tonto. <laughs> Tonto is always there for the Lone Ranger. The high D Lone Ranger would make the decisions. Who carried the decisions out? Tonto. They'd ride up to the top of the hill. There'd be trouble in town. The Lone Ranger would say, Tonto, come here. Put his arm around him and say, Tonto, there's trouble in town. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to ride into town, get beat up, and come back and tell me what happened. Oh, man. So every episode, every episode, the loyal Tonto would jump on Scout. He would ride into town. He would get beat up. He came back and he told the Lone Ranger what happened. And as all you high D's in this audience do, just like the Lone Ranger, put your bullets in your gun. You'd load up on the saddle. You didn't have a plan. You just rode into town. Every episode, the Lone Ranger got captured. Who rescued him? Every episode. Tonto, you could trust Tonto. The quiet strength in your organization are those people that work behind the scenes that get the job done, but they don't step forward and get all the credit for it. Nothing wrong with that. These are quiet strength people. If you're selling to individuals, if you're selling to husbands and wives, and the husband says, well, that's all good and well, but I've got to talk about my wife. That's all good and well, but I need to talk this over with my wife. They're telling you the truth. He may have already decided, but he goes through a process of bringing his wife on board if he's the S. If you push, I'm sorry, you're not going to make the sale because that's the process the S is used. Don't go too fast. Not intellectually fast. Process fast. 
Don't go through too fast in the process with the S's because they like to make sure everything's laid out. They need reassurance along the way. Then we have the lower left, lower left, the competency people. Cautious, analytical, by the book. Quality oriented. They're also calculated, controlled, and technical. They are the ones that proofread Xerox copy. So understand this. These are the people in the lower left who want it done correctly with evidence, not a lot of emotion. Now I understand that logic makes people think, emotion makes people act. I believe that. Yet at the same time with these, it's not first priority. When you're working with the C's, the analyticals, these are the Ralph Naders of the world, the CPAs, the architects, the engineers, the computer programmers. And of course my favorite from Star Trek, Mr. Spock. You would never go up to Mr. Spock and say, Spock, how do you feel about this? Because he was a Vulcan or half Vulcan. They didn't have feelings. They logic their way through things. If you go out and call on a high analytical and your enthusiasm is at a 10 and he's never been over a 7, you're going to have problems. Write this somewhere on that page. You have to ask open-ended questions to these people. If not, they're going to nod their heads at you. You must ask open-ended information gaining questions from these people. The high C engineer went to church without his wife, came home. She said, honey, I missed the service. What did the pastor talk about today? Sin? Well, honey, what did he say about it? He's against it. <laughs> Therefore, you're going to have to ask open questions to get these people out. The D, the I, the S, and the C. Questions, answers, comments on the styles. Comments, questions, answers on the styles. That's perfectly vague. Turn to the next page and let's take a look at the strengths and weaknesses that the styles have. The strengths and weaknesses that these styles have. If you want to go to that last column on your right there under the needs, put a check mark or a star by that, that is what you need to concentrate on. The selling difference is understanding that people are different. They need information delivered in a different way oftentimes. The selling difference is separating yourself from the competition by understanding your clients as people, not as units of production. Let's say it's your office. You want to put together the perfect four-person team. What is the perfect four-person team? One each. Thank you. One D, one I, one S, and one C. Why? The D is going to generate new ideas. The I is going to get excited, sell the ideas. The S is going to come along and get the ideas done. And the C is going to step back and verify for timely inaccuracy. However, let's say you made a mistake. Let's say you put four D's in a room together by themselves. What are you going to get? An autopsy. Somebody's going to die. You put four I's in a room together by themselves. What do you get? Party. 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 You get eight jokes, none of which are original. You put four S's in a room together by themselves. Four S's in a room together by themselves. The first thing you do, they hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Then they end with a group hug. Put four C's in a room together by themselves, you get an accounting firm. <laughs> a lot of calculators, a lot of PCs, a lot of laptops. Understand that all of them like to play the board game Monopoly. Which style wants to win the most? Lie, cheat, or steal? Who wants to win the most at Monopoly? The D's. Who wants a game at his house so he can show off his new CDs? The I. Who brings the chips, the dips, and the sodas? The S. And who do they make the banker? Now the C is there for one other reason other than being the banker. Keep the D's from cheating. 
the all go to the pistol practice range. The S comes to the pistol practice range, grabs a gun and goes ready, aim, and then looks over and says, were you here first? No, I can wait. I like your bullets. No, I can wait. Can I put a silencer on this? And they're very accommodating. The C's go to the pistol practice range. Perfect form. Everything's perpendicular as it should be. Grab the gun and go ready. Aim, 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 aim. When they pull the trigger, they'll hit the target. You can tell the D's, their guns are bigger. <laughs> they like loud noise. And this is how they do it. Ready, fire, aim. The D's will pay people to hit the target. They just want to shoot. Now the eyes go to the pistol practice range, but they've lost the weapon. <laughs> but you know which one the eye is because his jogging suit matches. <laughs> He's got a stack of business cards making lunch and Jay. Good to see you. Hey, baby, being good. And it's a social deal for the high eye. I hope you enjoyed listening to Brian Flanagan, and maybe you saw yourself in one of those four styles he described. Are you more of a dominant style? Then know that you have to provide details and accurate information to the other styles. Are you an influencing style? Then understand that socializing is great, but at some point you got to get down to business. Are you a steady style? You understand the importance of relationships, but sometimes you might have to push yourself to close the sale. Or are you a compliant style? Then you realize that sometimes you have to force yourself to be more open and make the first move, to shake someone's hand and do the networking. Each style has its strengths and weaknesses. Think about the styles as you go about your business and see if you can identify your own strengths and areas for improvement. I'm Blake Lindsay, and until next week, live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.